0: Yo, we're taking a look at a Tupac video, Uh, this YouTube channel called Tupac Hoax Revealed. They got this chapter 38, Uh, it's called Controlled Opposition. have been using the music industry as a
1: tool, as a weapon to shape and mold the young minds of America, especially hip-hop. Hip-hop was a big one, especially in the 80s. The CIA has had their filthy, dirty hands in the hip-hop music industry to help shape and mold the young minds of America to push whatever certain agenda that they have at the time. The CIA was behind the creation of the 1980s hip-hop scene and financed major hip-hop acts, including N.W.A. Famous hip-hop songs of the legendary hip-hop outfit N.W.A. were even scripted by a team of psycholo- psychologists and war propagandists of the CIA. The other
0: Damn. So, yeah, so Ice Cube, N.W.A., Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, you know, the one that Died from some sort of AIDS infection of some kind. They got Africa bambata's name on there. Uh, you know, he's the one that got all those crazy allegations like a year or two ago. Um, you know what I'm saying? Touching little boys and whatnot. So... Let's see what they're getting at. Earth's
1: nihilist and anti-establishment lyrics were intended to unleash a wave of cynicism towards authorities, promote the use of heavy drugs, and entice the youth with revolutionary counter-establishment ideas.
0: Counter-establishment ideas. Yeah, like, all that was given to us. You know, the whole concept of your thoughts are not your own. You know, these little rebel, little punk kids that, you know, adopt the street culture, They they get involved with guns and drugs and... They, they didn't do that on their own, man. They definitely were playing into an orchestration and suggested by music. Like it shows an album cover with Ice Cube and it says, Kill at will. And instead of pointing the gun, at, you know, toward the camera to make the album cover, he's handing the gun to the viewer. You see what I'm saying? So it's an instruction manual. It was trying to get all these kids in the 90s and late 80s in, in the know, you know, uh, put them under the, the spell of sorts get them to survive and to you know come up and you know eventually start you know stealing and hustling and all that kind of culture so controlled opposition
2: they call themselves Los Aldeanos but this hip-hop duo may be more than just musicians according to newly uncovered documents they and others were knowingly part of a secret U.S. government program aimed at fueling political change in Cuba. The idea was to infiltrate the island's hip-hop scene and spread a message of dissent. It was part of an initiative paid for by the development agency known as USAID. USAID told Al Jazeera the program was never a secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was never a secret because they, uh, you know, purposely put it out there in probably their memos, articles. So they developed a revolutionary rapper that spread a message in order to m- make change over there in Cuba. Um, kind of like the Tupac figure. I'm pretty sure this is what this video is going to get into. So I clown around when I hang around with the underground cuz he's the down when
1: I come around. The first music video that Tupac is in introduces him
2: as an exalted luminary figure who is elevated above all others. Literally he is honorable and distinguished, divine and radiant, dressed in the regal of a warrior or an imperial ruler, reminiscent of the decor of the political rebel Tupac Amaru. This is the symbolic entrance of the Black Messiah. Crea-
0: yeah, in a lot of ways, that's what Coentel Pro was looking for—that Messiah figure, the Black Messiah—is what they refer to it as. Like, you know, trying to put an emphasis on how it was. You know, an enslaved people, and that Messiah figure would rise out of the ashes of, you know, those generations. Uh, so yeah, in the first v- music video, that "Digital Underground" song, um, same song, I think it was. Uh, yeah, Tupac's like, you know, he's being carried like he's royalty. But in a lot of ways, that could be like trying to give way to the youth, you know? Oh, sh- trying to give way to the the youth being, you know, something that we should look. Know, keep in high regard, like the, the future, you know. So, aided by
2: Cointel Pro, who would rise from the depths of poverty, reach a status of acclaim, sway the masses into following his lead, control public perception, and guide them down whatever path he
0: follows, akin to a redeemer. And that's always the whack part, you know, like the. You know, it's kind of like, um, what's his name, uh, Che Guevara, you know, like, whatever path that, you know, as a revolutionary, he led his people, whether that be on some, some you know, some bullshit type of scheme, or, you know, they were trying to buy guns from so-and-so to protect themselves, or whatever, like, and, he, you know, he had hella, his people just get smoked, um, you know, whatever path this revolutionary takes, you know, he, he takes a stance kind of like Hitler or something, you know, like how we talked about in the last Episode like that was one of the you know the major spirits that people like to contact which was like you know the famous serial killers and the famous dictators that got overthrown you know and killed and whatnot so you you know people like to contact those type of spirits you know famous people in history like Charles Manson or something so it's weird how these heroes whatever Direction they want to take their people, you know, like on a messiah level This is the introduction of Tupac
2: Shakur to the public The debut of the divine black messiah Hip-hop's prophet, leader, and noble prophesier The symbolism of his entrance tells a very important story And ties into the messiah symbolism of his Tupacalypse Now album cover one must remember that after the civil rights countercultural cultural revolution, COINTELPRO formed a social engineering program in which they sought to create the newest
0: black exemplar and messiah who would dominate public perception. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty much this COINTELPRO group, they're, you know, in, in them trying to pretty much discover the the real black messiah character, they decided to, you know, Stay like 10 steps ahead and created their own, uh, you know, groups of Black Messiah type of characters. Um, starting with the, like they were speaking on, the um, the counter-revolutionary uh, groups like Black Panthers, and which eventually were deemed terrorists and stuff like that. So, it's a strange, strange world.
2: And use his status to guide the newest generation of the youth. While simultaneously misguiding them, COINTELPRO had already established a series of covert and illegal projects conducted by the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation to infiltrate and disrupt multiple factions of the black community.
0: They- yeah, like, the, that was their first immediate, like, you know, a response to the, the rising of all these groups in, in the poverty areas you know uh, that were revolutionary they had a lot of social change and talked about things that needed to be eradicated from law and stuff like that um you know it's like that black panther movie like when they first start like the beginning of the movie a kid gets hit by uh, a car and it was like you know like the third kid in that week and whatnot or something like that and to where they needed to put a stop sign or some sort of street light on this cross intersection and uh they never put it you know eventually toward the end of the movie they they eventually you know the government took action and you know they put a green light or whatever or a stop sign you know what i'm saying they barely budge <laughs> they put a stop sign we
2: needed to create a vessel that would covertly terrorize the community but have all the attributes of an actual messiah Prophetic, trustworthy, and wise. Who would deceive people into thinking that this figure is a civil leader rather than an agent of an intelligence organization? This is where all of the
0: Janus symbolism comes from. Janus. Wow. Well, we're gonna stop right there. We're gonna get back to this on a part two. Um,
1: so pretty much, yeah, the Tupac figure. He could have possibly been this manufactured, engineered creation. Half messiah figure, half street thug, and that he would basically get the attention of people on the underground, uh, also people in the mainstream, and to see the overall, you know, the, uh, of the Michael Jackson character that we was, that we were never given, you know, like that was, you know, like vocal about changes in the streets that did come from a fatherless household, that does go, uh, you know, that does, you know, like mingle amongst the people without security you know he's one with the collectors and whatnot in the streets, especially where you know, he can't be touched and stuff like that like a lot of rappers nowadays they try to have that same energy um, but in, but you know in Tupac he wasn't really necessarily uh, putting out there the flashy cars and I mean he had jewelry and whatnot and he had the Versace you know he, he started getting involved with the designer thing which has always been the the uh, all these new rappers, you know, they're getting into the designer clothes, the designer uh, cars, you know, and all that.
0: So, we'll get back to this um, on part two later on today. So, Tupac, The Controlled Opposition, the song, you know, the same song came out in 1990s.
1: That was his introduction to the world of hip-hop, um, where he was rose up like, you know, like a righteous person and you know, he had a background, like his family was involved with the Black Panthers, and, you know, he, even his message is pretty, like, you know, it's pretty humble, and, you know, like. So, that was his introduction, and possibly that was the beginning of the new COINTELPRO, you know, this new operation, Black Messiah, you know, you could say. So,.
0: Tune in on the next episode. Peace.